Hello, and welcome to a VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access multimedia channel that brings you the latest research updates in hematological oncology. Today, we'll be discussing multiple myeloma updates presented at this year's ASH 2020 annual meeting, including updates from the use of novel immunotherapies such as talcatamab and siltacel, as well as the latest approaches in multiple myeloma. First up, Niels van der Donk of VU University Medical Center in Amsterdam explains the finding of an investigation into the determinants of response to talcatamab, a novel bispecific antibody in multiple myeloma. This uh, agent that you, uh, that you mentioned is, uh, is now also called uh, talcatamab. So it's a GPRC5D uh, targeting um, uh, bispecific antibodies. So it brings T cells to the myeloma cells. And um, um, at this ASH meeting, uh, there was a, a preclinical presentation from our laboratory. Uh, the abstract present, was presented by uh, Christy Verklei, and she showed in her presentation that talquetamab uh, is very effective in killing myeloma cells from patients um, with a dose-dependent uh, lysis of the tumor cells. And uh, in this study, we were interested to identify determinants of response, because when you know the determinants of response, um, uh, you may um, be able to increase the efficacy by um, uh, making rational combination strategies. So what we found was that patients uh, whose tumor cells had higher GPRC5D expression had a better response ex vivo in the lab to talquetamab. We also found that a higher effector to target ratio was predictive of response in our ex vivo system. And we found as an important um, um, predictor of response that T-Rex, regulatory T cells, so immune suppressor cells, were able to impair talquetamab-induced myeloma cell lysis. So we found several um, uh, predictors of response which may allow us to make more rational combinations. And one of these rational combinations is the combination with daratumumab, because daratumumab is able to eradicate CD38-positive T-Rex, the most oppressive T-Rex subset. Uh, and indeed, in our lab, we find that daratumumab is able to boost the activity of telquetamab. And we already published in clinical re cancer research a couple of months ago that, dar that uh, daratumumab is also able to synergize with a BCMA, uh, redirecting a BCMA-specific um, by specific antibody, and uh, we, we tested teclistamab, also a Jensen compound. Um, also, because the effector target ratio is predictive of response, uh, it should be interesting to test whether prior induction therapy or re-induction therapy, whereby the tumor load is reduced, T cells increase, is able to further improve the clinical activity of the quetamab. Um, interestingly, at this ASH meeting, there was also a clinical uh, oral abstract um, on talquetamab, which was presented by Dr. Chari, and he showed high efficacy of talquetamab in patients that were extensively pretreated, even those with triple-class refractory disease, and talquetamab had in this study a manageable toxicity profile. Most patients had some sort of CRS, cytokine release syndrome, in the, in the first one or two infusions, but this was almost always grade one or grade two, and, and, could be, and this cytokine release syndrome could be adequately managed by either steroids or uh, tocilizumab. And grade three was only seen in, in one or two patients. 
infections were also relatively uh, low in terms of frequency, um, which is important in such a heavily pretreated population. And some patients experienced uh, skin reactions. But overall, I think talquetamab is a new bispecific antibody, which will be uh, uh, evaluated in earlier phases of um, uh, multiple myeloma because of its high efficacy and um, favorable toxicity profile. So together with the BCMA, bispecifics, GPRC5D targeting will be a new um, uh, effective way of um, eradicating myeloma cells. Secondly, Yi Lin of Mayo Clinic provides an update on CARTITUDE 1, a study in relapsed refractory multiple myeloma evaluating Siltacel, a BCMA-targeted CAR T-cell therapy. Siltacel uh, is um, a different autologous BCMA CAR-T um, therapy uh, that is also uh, now being tested in pivotal trial CARTITUDE 1. So this particular CAR construct uh, uses two um, antibody domain that's targeting BCMA as opposed to one uh, from some of the other CAR-T constructs. Um, and uh, uh, similarly, a 41BB uh, co-stimulatory construct. So Dr. Majori is presenting the uh, uh, results of the Cartitude 1 uh, at ASH this year. So she'll be presenting outcomes on 97 patients treated on both phase 1B and phase 2 portion of the Cartitude 1 study. What we're seeing here, again, is it's a very exciting outcome for CAR-T in this space. Uh, quite similar to the other study that I mentioned, this is also a heavily pretreated patient population in terms of high lines of uh, median lines of prior therapy, uh, high numbers of uh, triple pentarefractory patients coming onto study. And uh, what we have seen so far is a, a very high response rate with 97% overall response rate, 67% uh, CR rate, uh, CR a higher rate. And uh, this study to date has a you know, slightly shorter follow-up and then obviously CRB-401, which is a phase one study. So it's a median follow-up of 12.4 months. Uh, we have not seen uh, the median PFS or OS being reached. Uh, and the uh, 12 months uh, PFS rate is uh, quite high at 77%. Uh, the 12 months uh, overall survival rate is at 89%. So um, I will be uh, presenting a poster specifically on the cytokine release syndrome on this study. And uh, with also encouraging for this uh, CAR-T in the myeloma space is that um, we're also not seeing very high incidence of the more severe CRS. So on this study, uh, you know, close to 95% had any grade CRS, so it could be just fever, but the grade three or higher CRS is uh, quite low at only 5%. What's also interesting is that the onset of CRS with this particular CAR-T is more delayed. The uh, median time to onset is seven days, with close to 90% of these patients uh, having onset on day four or later. Um, these, uh, the CRS generally re resolved within 14 days or so. And um, because the, the high 
or the more severe CRS incidence is so low, uh, we're not seeing a correlation between baseline levels of CRP or ferritin, which are uh, often clinical tests that are readily available for bedside monitoring. Uh, we're not seeing a correlation of these two particular labs, uh, either at baseline or at uh, peak levels post-CAR-T infusion, uh, no association with severity of CRS. What we are seeing is that the cytokines that would be commonly associated with CRS, such as IL-6, interferon gamma, um, IL-10, TNF-alpha, and so on, that these, um, the peak levels of these cytokines do associate with um, the more severe CRS or CRS that's requiring more management, such as the use of tocilizumab and steroids. We're also seeing that the CRP and ferritin, despite not uh, being necessarily predictive of more severe CRS, that they do trend uh, the same trajectory over time, post-CAR-T infusion at the cytokine levels. So they do remain useful for uh, bedside clinical monitoring among other uh, symptoms to follow for these patients. It's actually uh, anticipated that the cell to cell uh, would be ready for BLA submission to FDA as well. And so it's uh, possible that this would be uh, the second CAR-T product for the FDA to review sometime in 2021. Finally, we spoke with Maria Victoria Mateus of the University of Salamanca, who shares developments in the multiple myeloma field discussed at ASH 2020. ASA 2020 in myeloma will focus very much on the cell therapy. And it will be very important to see how BCMA-targeted therapy resulting more mature results coming from CAR T cells targeting BCMA like BB2121, BB2121-7, or filter cell the CAR T21 study. Important for me is to see how the BB2121 published one year ago in New England Journal of Medicine will be updated with a median overall survival of approximately three years, indicating that this BCMA-targeted therapy through CAR-Ts is definitely going to cover the unmet medical need at late advanced stage of the disease. The updates we will have from CARTITUDE as well as a CARMA study will be relevant, but important to see new molecules, new targets, because we will have a GPRC5D with targetamab, but we will have novel targets like FRH5 through another bi-specific monoclonal antibody and also more mature results with bispecific monoclonal antibodies also targeting BCMA, like teclistamab, maybe the clinical trial with the largest number of patients included receiving BCMA-targeted therapy through bispecific monoclonal antibodies. I think that the situation is exciting because all these data, I think that will help us to consolidate definitely the role of BCMA-targeted therapy, maybe today at the late advanced stage of the disease in patients already exposed to PI, EMIDS, anti-CD38 monoclonal antibodies. But at the same time, I think that the optimal location will be 
in earlier lines of therapy, and many clinical trials are ongoing evaluating the role of cell therapy in patients relapsing after one, three prior lines of therapy, and even in some subgroup of patients in the first line of therapy, in a specific subgroup of patients representing high unmet medical needs because of the presence of high-risk features or sometimes early relapses after the first line of therapy. So I think that the third therapy is promising. I would say that BCMA landscape is quite crowded, but definitely new targets are appearing, as well as new modalities that will help us to manage these patients. And we will have the opportunity to see, for example, allocartis, what definitely will optimize the management of patients with multiple myeloma, avoiding the time we need in order to manufacture the T lymphocytes after the lymphophoresis and between the lymphodepletion. So cell therapy will be definitely something that we will utilize more and more in the near future. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Follow us on Twitter at VJHemonk and share your thoughts on the topics discussed with us today. Visit VJHemonk.com for the latest updates from the experts themselves, as well as exclusive multiple myeloma coverage. Don't forget to subscribe to VJHemonk podcasts, which are available on Spotify, Apple and Podbean.